This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. Hey, it's me, Nicole. And me, Josh, the other one. As you may know, we're taking a little summer break right now. Gotta rest our vocal cords and polish our gavels for even more food debates. Like a judge. <laughs> that's right, that's the <laughs> reference. But instead of leaving you empty-handed, we thought we'd reminisce with you and throw it back to one of our favorite debates, is cereal soup. <gasps> Controversial! <laughs> for some reason, a lot of people have been leaving voicemails asking for this debate, but hello, we already did it. I think that's it's kind of a compliment and a huge testament to how many episodes we've done and our longevity and the fact that you and I are still very young spring chickens mm -hmm. who uh, can bok, do a lot bok. of things. <laughs> Anyways, this is an awesome episode. It's literally the second one we've ever done, I think. Third oh one we've gosh. ever done. All the way back in March of 2020, we were much worse at podcasting back then. <laughs> uh, but that said, I think we really broke some barriers here. Yeah, I had a different last name back then. You sure did. I made the claim that dogs are very small horses, which I still believe scientifically is true. Mm. But many don't. They're both... Quadrupedes. Uh, well, uh, besides Centipedes. that... Centipedes. Millipedes? We hope you enjoy the pod. <laughs> it's a great time. Buckle up, y'all. Have you been eating soup for breakfast without knowing it? Let's find out. This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> what? Welcome to our brand new podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, where we take on the internet's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Scherer, and I once spilled a bowl of cereal on my naked lap. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade, and I think Josh is my best friend. Oh my god, I, you're top eight for me. If we had yeah. MySpace, you'd be on my top eight. Yeah, I just think I spend so much time with you, like, I think you're one of my friends. Like, it's cool that you're like, I'm your subordinate, but like, you're my friend. Yeah, that's a, a, a recipe for... <laughs> Okay, so today we're taking on the question, is cereal soup? <laughs> Nicole, Why? what are your thoughts? Why? I This is one of the biggest questions that's always mentioned yeah. on Twitter, on whatever, and people always explode over it. No, uh, sure. And there's a very easy answer that a lot of people seem to take, but I want to hear your thoughts on it first. So it's no for me, and 
it's just no. Do you want me to tell you why it's no? Or do you yeah, want to yeah, tell yeah. me? For, you know what? Can you tell me why you think whatever you think first? Okay. So, <laughs> God, I don't even like that I'm saying this, but I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking this position and I do believe it because I've thought about it sure. and I've really done a lot of soul searching. I believe that cereal is soup. I believe there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a food eaten out of a bowl with a spoon meant to be consumed as a meal. I believe that cereal is soup. The dish cereal. Because you could say cereal is just... If you're eating Green. Lucky Charms, yeah. If yeah. you're eating Lucky Charms by the handful, you know, you could say like you're eating cereal. Yeah. But I think when you say like... Cereal the dish. Cereal the dish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fully with milk or some sort of milk substitute. I believe it's a soup. I just... It has to be to me. It, it has the same formula as a soup. You eat it in the same manner. I think it's soup. I think it's just such an iconic food on its own that lumping it in with soup defeats the beauty of cereal, in my opinion. Like a bowl of Lucky Charms or my favorite cereal, Grape Nuts, is just iconic. Like, you know you're eating cereal. To call it soup is is blasphemy, in my opinion, because everyone has an archetype of soup. If I close, if all of us were to close our eyes, close your eyes, yeah. if you were to close your eyes and you were supposed to, and you were to envision a bowl of soup, what would be inside of it? If you tell me mint, frosted mini wheats and whole milk, are in that bowl. You're lying to I'm yourself. Picturing a beautiful broth with little chunks in it of vegetables, okay. and then there's a tiger, and the tiger <laughs> is walking behind the bowl of soup. And it goes, "They're great because it's a bowl of frosted flakes." <laughs> because I am picturing no. cereal. I I don't think I think cereal on its own is its own dish. I think it demands the respect of being its own iconic meal. I can call cereal a meal, sure. I can eat it with a spoon, sure, but I don't think it's soup. But why not? I mean, really break this down because what what are the components of soup, right? That's what we first have to sure. discuss. Um, I think we have the definition right here of what soup is. Is there like a Merriam-Webster has a dictionary decided? <laughs> There's actually two definitions of soup. There's Webster's definition and the Oxford definition. Give me both. Webster says a liquid food, especially with a meat, fish or vegetable stock as a base and often containing pieces of solid food. That's Webster's. Okay, so let's break that down. Okay. So they say often with a meat, vegetable or fish stock yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that it necessarily has to include yes. one of those. So we could consider milk to be the broth. Also, I would argue that milk is essentially stock made from the teats of a cow. I don't think milk it's could teat be... It's stock. I don't think meat constitutes <laughs> stock. I think if we took the teats and we <laughs> we stewed the teats, that would, be, that would be stock. That would be utter stock. Don't put that into the universe because we're going to have to do that. Someone <laughs> that from up be, top is going to be like, guys, we need to find that cow That would udders. be cow udder stock. I think the the liquid that it secretes is milk and it should be milk and called milk, not broth. Fair. I'll concede that point. Okay. And the Oxford definition says a liquid food made by boiling meat, vegetables, etc. in water, often eaten as the first course of a meal. What do you have to say about that? The first course of breakfast is always cereal for me. It's part <laughs> of a balanced breakfast, Nicole. It's not the entire balanced breakfast. Anytime they show the cereal commercials, right? Mm-hmm. It's always next to like toast, orange juice, eggs, because I don't think legally they can call a balanced breakfast just a bowl of cereal on account of it's just 100% sugar and is corn. Is that what you eat for breakfast? Do you course out your breakfasts? Sometimes. You see me in here. Well, it's mostly just me grazing for like hours and hours <laughs> yeah, at a time. Yeah, that's different. But no, Okay, so to visit your point about mm-hmm. it being iconic enough to be its own dish. Yeah. A lot of people also have the question, is chili soup? So chili is like very iconically mm. its own dish. And also whenever I go to a restaurant and they're like, soup of the day, and they're like, our soup today is chili. I'm just like, well, that should be its own menu item. 
I don't consider that a soup of the day in the same sense that I still, mm-hmm. but I still do, you know, consider chili to be a soup in the sense that like it's made with a stock, okay. it's got bits of stuff in it, you eat it with a spoon out mm-hmm, of a bowl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, that said, if I went to a restaurant and they said the soup of the day is chili, I would feel just as misled if the soup of the day was a bowl of frosted flakes. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> You're just lying to lie. No, that's okay. No, I don't agree with that at all. If you went to a restaurant and someone gave you a bowl of chili versus a bowl of cereal with milk and they're like which one of these are soup would you honestly put your hand over the cereal and say this is soup or would, I would you put, put my, your i would honestly put my hand over both and say these are both soup but i do agree that chili but is a more soup like soup but didn't you say chili is less of a soup than- i think chili is less of a soup than say chicken noodle beef and barley no. Well, also, we, there's different kinds of chili. You know, there's the chili you put on hot dogs. I'm not about to pour myself a bowl of that and go to town with on it. I'm not. I call it hot dog slop yeah, chili, and it's my favorite kind of chili. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that. But, you know, if there's like an artisanal chili with like beans in it, maybe some sour cream on the top. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat that joyfully and I'll call it soup. But I will not pour myself a bowl of Frosted Flakes, put some oat milk on there and call it soup. Now talk to me. I know you're going to bring up the gazpacho because that's just who you are as a person. So yeah, we we'll call it the gazpacho, gazpacho complex. Yeah, I, I understand. Because a lot of people, yeah. they think soup uh, is temperature dependent and they'll no. say, well, cereal is cold. One, I, I pour milk over honey bunches of oats and stick it in the microwave for 35 seconds. I think it's very delicious. Yeah, that's like porridge, man. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Like cereal, a lot of people uh, consider oatmeal to be like a hot cereal. And then a lot of people could ask, well, is oatmeal then soup? Isn't, lab- isn't oatmeal labeled hot cereal? Technically. But the term cereal, like in its scientific definition, because uh-huh. so many of these arguments, they come down to there's a scientific definition of a thing. Yeah. And then there's like a colloquial functional I feel definition. like that's kind of where this conversation always steers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like rice technically is called a cereal grain, mm-hmm. you know. But if you say like I'm eating a bowl of cereal and someone give you a bowl of steamed rice, you wouldn't think that that is technically cereal. Yeah, because cereal yeah. is a meal. So technically like oatmeal yeah. is, you know, cereal. But when you prepare oatmeal, right, I think it's not suspended chunks of food in liquid. It all comes mm-hmm. together in a paste, which I would call a porridge. Yeah. Being entirely separate from both cereal okay. and soup. I think soup, which is why I believe cereal is one, uh-huh. needs to have a certain flow rate to it. I think mm. if we got like a physicist in here, they could give us a a bare minimum standard for what constitutes the flow rate of a soup. Because if you take something like a bisque, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you reduce a bisque down enough, I believe it no longer becomes a soup and it becomes a sauce, sauce or a gravy. Sure. Right? So there's some sort of flow rate here. And I believe mm-hmm. cereal will always fall in that flow rate depending on how much milk you've poured in there. Do we have a physicist budget? Do we have, is it in the budget? I think so. Okay. Yeah, it was like 60 bucks though. So we got like, like a real budget Craigslist physicist to come okay, in here. Okay, I'm down. Like someone who was like ousted by the physics community because he was a flat earther. I'm not, I'm not a. a I'll take a flat earth physicist in here to talk about cereal flow rates any Yeah, day. man, me too. I'm down. I think that's a really nice idea. But the act of reducing it, every person has a preference. I feel their milk to cereal ratio. Some people like a really, really thin, like I just like one piece of cereal to like a whole spoonful of milk. And some people like, a lot of cereal in their milk so i don't necessarily agree with you on that because it's all relative when it comes to pouring yourself a bowl of cereal so you're saying one person's definition of a bowl of cereal if it doesn't have enough milk wouldn't constitute wouldn't come up to that level of flow rate yeah i think your flow rate but it still would be a bowl of cereal yeah yeah exactly Hmm. yes that's an interesting point in the same way that if you reduce a bisque down it becomes a sauce if you Mm -hmm. decrease the amount of milk enough okay but the way I'm thinking, because a lot of people, 
you're pouring the cereal into the bowl and then you're adding milk on top of that. One, you always pour the cereal first. Yes, always. First. No, no, no. Yes, always. But two, there's a lot of soups at restaurants, fancy restaurants. You and I are both fancy people. We have very fancy tastes. Yes. There's a lot of fancy restaurants <laughs> that you get a soup and they'll put the chunks in the bowl and then a waiter comes around with like the little carafe or whatever, little gravy boat type of thing and they pour Here the broth in. Here we have a green pea, pea stew. <laughs> I have gotten some of these fancy soups and uh-huh. they like pour in a, a quarter inch of broth or whatever the thing is that's because of small like, portions man no i know but it like doesn't even say it doesn't eat like a soup at that point it eats like a sauce so i'd argue that cereal is more of a soup than some of these things that people are calling <laughs> soups out here in the fine dining industry that's what i believe i, I think believe they're soups i just think they're very i think their texture is very very luxurious like a sauce See, so i feel like that's where you're going with it i believe the definition of soup is so broad because think about the world of soups, right? Gazpacho, mm-hmm. just like cold blended vegetables. Delicious. Often served in a cup. You don't even eat it with a spoon yeah. most of the time. Very it's true. just a liquid food meant to be consumed. Mm-hmm. I think a majority of times with a spoon. Yeah. That's what it is. Right? And so you have, say, like a chowder, which is just a milk based soup. Right? Based. It's milk not based. just milk. It's milk-based. I would argue that cereal is just milk-based because once <laughs> no, you combine the cereal... it's just milk, man. Once you combine the cereal, you get the cornflake residue. Sorry, <laughs> I burped. I drink a lot of Diet Coke. I drink a lot of Diet Coke throughout the day. Uh, it really, like, works me up into a fervor, you know, all the aspartame and caffeine in there. Yeah, I don't know how your blood is pumping through your veins right now. I don't know how it happens. No, like, I would argue that stock is just bone-based water. Yes, I agree with you on that. What's on the cards? Read a card, man. (laughs) The cards are here to help you, not hurt you. Tell me some facts about about soup, Josh. What do we got? Okay, okay, this is actually interesting. Soup facts. In French cooking, soups are classified into two groups, clear and thick. Mm. I think that's important. But they're both soups. Because like like you said, soup, we have to break this down into archetypes. So you have something like a chicken noodle is more archetypally soup. Sure. Then... Than cereal, which is obviously well, that's still just soup. looking it through an American lens. Yeah, that's another thing. Like if we go to, um, you know, Japan, something like ramen. Like, mm-hmm. do you consider that soup, even though like oh the noodles gosh. are Absolutely. the star of it? Absolutely, it's just a noodle. It's a soup with noodles. I the broth is the star. Let's be real here. <laughs> fair. We actually did an episode here that was really interesting. The way that other people view different foods and definitions. It was International mm-hmm. Noodle Taste Test. Oh. And, you know, we did uh, pasta dishes from Nigeria sure. and all around the world. I remember that episode. Yeah, and there were a bunch of people that commented like, those aren't noodles, there's no broth. And I was oh, like, so what? the definition of noodles is yeah. different per place. Yeah. Is and that so, what you're saying? Yeah, and so yeah. to me, you look at something like soup, which every culture, you know, eats yeah. around the world. Sure. To me, the definition is so broad that I think you have to take it down to its complete base level mm-hmm. of a liquid based food mm-hmm. that you eat with a spoon or just drink directly from the cup. I think that's all it is. So if you're like, uh, is a smoothie, you know, a smoothie gets a little bit melty and it can flow in your mouth. Is that a soup? Yeah. That's a fruit bisque. That that's is all you're not... eating. Wake up. You go to Jamba Juice, you're getting a raspberry razzmatazz. <laughs> that ain't no smoothie. That is a raspberry bisque. It is a semi-fredo raspberry bisque. Josh. And I'm standing by that. Josh, you and I both know that's just a sad smoothie. That you will still drink even if it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm down with no, the jamba. No, man. I'm sorry. I don't agree with you. I think when, I think the line of sweet and savory is also something that it sometimes walks on. Because Webster and Oxford says that it's meat or vegetable 
or poultry, right? They never mention anything about like the sweetness of soup or the savoriness of soup. I know in Poland they have the uh, what is it? The Polish fruit soup. Yeah, fruit that we soup. did. Yeah, sure, that's soup. But when you make it, it's pretty much like a custardy dessert sauce. It's not really a soup, but it's not a sauce because it's called we, a soup. But we talked about if you reduce a bisque down long enough, it just becomes yeah. a sauce. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like the line of sweet and savory really. If they made more savory cereals, like if they made honey bunches of chicken. Well, let's talk hypotheticals though. Okay, if if someone made you know uh, cornflakes this time with uh, beef. <laughs> Hypothetically, though, for real, if we had beef flakes, which we could make because we've we made avocado toast crunch, right? Yes, we did. That was savory. We put we put um, crushed red pepper on it and lemon juice and black pepper and salt. We did. So if we take that avocado toast crunch and then we pour milk on it, are we eating soup at that point? I don't know. I know. Are we? I don't know. Am I? Conversely, are there sweet soups out there? Because that seems to be the line that you're drawing. Yeah, I feel like I feel sweet like and savory. That's that's the line that I'm kind of like stuck on. Like my cereals, well, no, most of my time, most of the time, the cereals I eat aren't sweet. They're just like Weetabix or grape nuts. Yeah. I know it's like I'm a geriatric woman, <laughs> but those are my favorite kinds of cereals, just because they have like a tinge of sweetness. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm eating sugar in the morning. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I feel like you're just rocking my world here, man, with the avocado toast crunch and the alternate universe snacks taste test. Think about beef flakes. I mean, honestly, we could take. Chicken Chicken and we could de- we could freeze dry chicken and then we could pulverize it, mix that with like the tiniest bit of flour or even not some sort of other binder, and then we could create little crunchy aerated chicken nuggets. Put that in a bowl, pour milk on it, and eat it. Do you think that Josh, would be cereal or soup? I need to try it. Did I, you order the code red? I don't know. I don't know, man. You're rocking my brain right now. I th- I don't know. Frick. Maybe. Maybe what Josh. What separates it? Huh? And even, I mean, say you put that bowl in the microwave and oh, then you're man. essentially creating chicken stock out of that milk, but it's still the same exact food that went into that microwave. Oh my God. You know, because we've agreed that it can be cold soups, gazpacho, you know? So like, what if, you know, you microwave it, you infuse some of that chicken in there, you let it cool down. Are we eating cereal or soup? I don't know. Maybe there, Nicole, you don't maybe have, cereal is soup. You don't have to choose. Have you Embrace converted it. me? Embrace the fact that cereal is soup. It's a beautiful world in here. Nicole, the water is so warm. There's no rules in any food once you agree that cereal is soup. I was so sure. I'm like, no, it's not. But when you break it down like this and you talk about hypotheticals, that's wild. I think, I think, um, should I say it? Should say I say it. the words that are on the tip of my Say t- it. <laughs> okay, I think cereal soup. Cereal is soup. We've decided. It's official. Again, like... I feel dirty saying that. I you, hope you know that. You have to jump into the world of hypotheticals. It feels wrong. It feels it feels impure. But I think the way that it's been broken down, if you remove the iconicism of cereal, I think in a world, if you do it properly, it could be soup. Yeah. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. I look forward I to... I hate when you do this to me. To coming to your wedding and eating freeze-dried chicken cereal soup. Sweetie. My wedding's not going to have that kind of stuff. (laughs) You and I both know that. (laughs) 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, While you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing Sum 41. (laughs) Skate Punk is back, and it's not pop punk. It is skate punk. But also, they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant. Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Another thing with internet definitions, not internet definitions, dictionary definitions. Why yeah. I consider the internet to be my ultimate source of Same. information. Now. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, all the pictures that you've seen of the earth, those aren't actual photographs. Those are artist renderings. They're paintings. Are you a flat earther? What? Like the physicist you want I'm to not, hire? I'm, like, flat earth curious. Oh, my gosh. You know? Read like, I'm not, the card. <laughs> okay. But no, the thing about dictionary definitions is that mm-hmm. they're always changing. Language evolves. Sure. Understandable. Yeah. You know, so the fact that, you know, they consider soup to be often with meat and something... They even left room in there for the definition to change by using there's the word et cetera. often. And there's the word et cetera, et cetera. too. They're being intentionally yeah. vague because they don't know. The word literally, yeah. right? They changed the definition of that to include the hyperbolic definition. Yeah. Because so many times you get the keyboard warriors out there when someone's like, oh my God, I'm literally dying. And like, if you were literally dying, then you wouldn't <laughs> be able to bleh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, like we can now use the word literally to be hyperbole, to be an exaggeration. And the dictionary supports that usage because so many people did it. I have one point. Go ahead. Can I say my point? I would love for you to say your point. Okay. We're, we're at a wedding. Yeah, a yeah. wedding. It's a friend of ours sitting down the first, the first course. Trevor's the only mutual oh. friend that we share. Oh, yeah, that's true. No. Yeah, is it? Okay, Trevor's getting married. We're all invited. And it says first course, soup du jour. And they put frosted flakes in front of you. Are you going to be okay with that? Are you are you okay no. with that? Do you think there will be an uproar from the guests or confusion or some sort of like, you know, mutiny when that happens? Or do you think you're just going to say, I right, chill, I'm going to eat this bowl of cereal before I go dance the electric slide because that's what white people listen to at weddings. Is that what's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> One, I would love to be at a wedding with a mutiny where people rise up and like storm the catering kitchen. This isn't cereal. <laughs> There's like this butternut squash ravioli is overspiced. <laughs> My brother's wedding, it was very disappointing for me. But anyways, no, I of course, I would be angry if they served me a bowl of Frosted Flakes. But that's not because it's not soup. That's because it's, you know, not high class or wedding. If they served you a bowl of Progresso chicken noodle soup, I'd also be mad. But what if it was really pretty? Well, what if it was really pretty cereal? What's really pretty cereal? What if the chef, I'm saying, it doesn't Made exist. their own cereal? That's the thing. We need to change the world of cereal. What if they made their own cereal? What if they made their own like awesome cereal and then came out with like a beautiful rose hip infused milk? Does anyone make their own cereal? Well, like granola, but like, oh, whatever, granola. There's a lot of um, Indian snacks. So my my best friend Deep, mm-hmm. uh, his mom at his house would like make her own. They look exactly like cereal. It's used wow. in a lot of uh, puris, like bell puri sure. is a thing, if you ever had it. No. It's literally just a bunch of like uh, little mini cereal bites oh, that cool. you pour different chutneys on and herbs and onions and there's mango and stuff. Sure. And then you eat it and it's like this cold, but it looks exactly like American breakfast cereal, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of masala in it and all that. Like chopped masala. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so she would like make her own essentially cereal. How cool. Yeah. And like, cause I would always look at it in their pantry and be like, that's cornflakes. And like, no, that's like, it's, it's like a chot. Yeah. Which is like a, a, a Indian snack. snack. Yeah. That's wild. And so like we just need to 
bring that, you know, I to guess we do. America and start making our own fancy cereals. Because imagine if you were at that wedding and there was some like really awesome, beautiful cereal, sweet or savory that they like had in the bottom of the bowl and you got little like barrage flowers around it and they come pour this beautiful, elegant rose broth. Barrage. Barrage. I just say borage. Borage. <laughs> Nobody you know knows what, what borage is. The world of fancy cereals is out yeah. there that can be served as elegant soups. I think we need to just delve. I think we need to get into the business of savory soups. I think we got to make beef flakes. Savory cereals? Yeah, savory cereals. You're already cereals. confusing Sorry. cereal and soup. That See, means I've done my job. Yep, you've pretty much brainwashed me. <laughs> Sounds like a regular day at the office. Brainwashing is such a negative term. <laughs> I consider it like, you know, I don't know, like you just did, did a little bit of light brain laundry. Oh my gosh. You know, just like, you know, put a little fabric softener in there. I just think it's so interesting because in America, we don't eat savory cereals at all. No. Not even a little bit. So I think if we were able to capitalize on that and market it in the right way and be like have soup for breakfast yeah that could work absolutely yeah soup is eaten for breakfast all around the world like pho is a mm-hmm. huge breakfast food yeah but who eats like cold beef soup oh oh my god mul namyang the mm. korean dish so sorry <laughs> it is literally cold beef soup with ice chips floating in the broth like for breakfast I don't know if it's uh, for breakfast. I think it's supposed to be like on a hot day. It mm. kind of cools you down. It's these buckwheat noodles. It's incredible. Oh, I think I've had that at the Korean spa. Yes. Actually. I have too. After the sauna. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I've totally had that at the spa. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying once you expand your mind outside the fact that like. But with s- milk though. Or oat milk, almond milk, water. What is cereal with water? I think you can do cereal with water. Ugh. Why not? No. You can do anything. There's no rules anymore. I guess not. Gone this far. I guess there's we no need to anymore. make our own fancy savory cereal company because then <laughs> it's healthy for yeah. kids. Kids kids love beef. You know, kids you don't want to feed them sugar. Yeah, I, I, I'm down. I think this is a possibility. The world is beautiful. The water is warm. Is that what you said? The, the water is warm. The water is warm. This is awesome. Okay, I'm down to have some soup slash cereal. Go to mythical.com <laughs> to pick up your box of mythical beef flakes. Now available in children's size. <laughs> Imagine if we made like little boxes, you know, those little boxes that you get of soup. I mean, I mean, of, why do I keep saying soup is cereal? Oh my God. You know, those little boxes of like Frosted Flakes you get? Yeah, the little like travel size. Yeah, travel size? if we made like little travel sized ones. I'm into it. This is going to be an episode. What else do we got? The cereal industry uses 816 million pounds of sugar per year. Not anymore. Not with beef flakes. <laughs> There's going to be zero grams of sugar and 900 million grams of beef up in those flakes. Pork flakes. <laughs> That'd be cheaper. Chicken flakes. Wow, the world. So beautiful. So expansive. Josh, read some read some cereal facts or some or some definitions. Okay. Webster's definition of cereal. Already established the fact that we don't trust the dictionary and we don't trust the astronauts because they've not been up there. A plant such as a grass yielding starchy grains suitable for food. So that's where we come into like cereal grains like rice yeah. and wheat and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two, the definition we're talking about, a prepared food stuff of grains such as oatmeal or cornflakes. But mm-hmm. which is funny because they say oatmeal, but they don't consider the term cereal to be the dish. Mm-hmm. Which again, we're 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 seeing it as the dish though, right? Yeah, yeah I think mean, it has course. to be. Like you yeah. say, you know, I ate cereal for breakfast. People are assuming it's milk because to me, the milk is what makes it a meal. I agree. In a way, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, not just eating handfuls of raw cereal. I knew a bodybuilder one time that before one of his competitions, the way he would look really like swollen and stuff is he would eat handfuls of oatmeal before his competitions. That's hot. <laughs> That's hot. I love that. That's what I do before we shoot any episode. No, you don't. I, you, do you remember what? I went through a Fruity Pebble phase. I wasn't here for your Fruity Pebble. My, my soup in the morning phase where I eat a bowl of Fruity Pebbles? I wasn't here for that. <laughs> that makes sense. 
Maybe it was another. No, it's good. You get the simple carbs and it gives you a pump. Okay, here's another thing. Uh-huh. Let's flip the script on this a little bit. Okay. Say you took Doritos and just like crushed them up. Essentially would look like Dorito Krispies, mm-hmm. you know, a little snap, crackle, pop action. Mm-hmm. And you poured like, um, I don't know, a chatter broth over it. Not even a chatter broth. Just like, you know, uh, I don't know, a little milk and salt. Is, is that cereal? Can we take like soup definitions and turn that back into cereal? Because we've already established all cereals. I feel like are I soups. can do anything now with yeah. this with this conversation. I feel like, like there is no limits. Why not? That sounds good. That sounds really good. Sounds really, That's essentially really good. savory cereal. I, I mean, yeah. it's like you take uh-huh. yogurt, and this is this is the Nicole snack special, and I love it so much. She takes a bowl of Greek yogurt and she like smear it around the sides of a bowl, and then she'll <laughs> take a bunch of potato chips and throw it on there. What else goes on there? Like paprika. Yeah, or? I put paprika, garlic powder, salt pepper whatever i have in the pantry tbh and i just kind of mash it together and it's called chips almost which means yogurt and chips and farsi and it's the best snack in the freaking universe man it's like eating c- it's like cereal <laughs> it's cereal it's cereal but it's not soup josh that's not soup. i don't think that's cereal though because it's not liquid so i think if you thinned out that yogurt enough i think it would both be Sometimes cereal and I thin soup out my yogurt Sometimes I, I thin out my yogurt. Sometimes I use the Bulgarian. Do you know that Bulgarian mountain yogurt that's yeah, super dude. thin and tangy? Sometimes I use that when I don't have Greek yogurt. Yeah. Bulgarian mountain yogurt is oh, is soup. It's good for you. That should have been this podcast. Is that, Bulgarian mountain yogurt soup? The probiotics in that alone will just clean you out. It's so I was good at, for you. I was at a farmer's market <laughs> and uh, they were selling beet kvass. Do you know oh, kvass? Yeah, it's like fermented. Oh, isn't that made from brown bread or something? Yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah, Russian yeah, yeah. peasant drink that's made with yeah. brown bread and it's fermented. It's sure. like a little bit alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. But they're advertising beet kvass. And I'm like the only person who'd be like, oh my God, they're making kvass. Yeah. And yeah. so I go over there and I start talking about it. And she goes, there are 9 billion probiotics per ounce. Oh my God. And I was just like, <laughs> you could have said any number. You could have said there are four probiotics in every ounce. And I would have been like, dang, that's a lot. Any number over than one was so impressive to me. Oh the God. fact that she said nine million just made me like a little scared. Oh my God. And then I buy a bottle and she goes, have you had this before? I'm like, no. And she goes, oh, maybe only start by drinking a couple sips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what's going to happen to me? Oh, your GI tract will just go. Yeah. And so I drank the whole bottle and then had a cold brew. No, you didn't. I sure did. Oh my gosh. Did you poop your pants? No, I just woke up the next morning feeling great. Feeling fresh. It was the 9 million probiotics. All 9 saying, million. Hi, how are you? That's so Just silly. checking up. Oh my gosh, that's so silly. All right, Nicole, let's mm-hmm. just a brief recap because okay. I need to hear you say it one more time. Is cereal soup? Josh, cereal? Can't say it. Say it. <laughs> Josh, it. cereal is soup. Cereal is soup. I agree. It's it's almost upsetting and unfortunate that it is, yeah. but there's no way around it. I hate the cereal is soup. Is. Uh, dogs are horses. There's no rules <laughs> anymore. Dogs are just tiny, tiny horses. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions are, are Like Casseroles. Opinions are like casseroles. <laughs> Everyone's got one and it goes in the oven. Opinions are like casseroles. Put tater tots on top. Okay, so let's see what kind of messages we've gotten. All right, we got at bushy.boo. Ketchup is hella disgusting. Shout out to NorCal, yay area. Mustard is a gift from the gods. Don't pit two kings against each other. <laughs> That's not right. We can uplift all condiments here. That's right, king. Uplift the condiments. I love ketchup. I love mustard, but I don't like mustard on hamburgers. That's a preference. I don't think mm. it doesn't belong, but I'm saying I don't enjoy it. I've learned to love mustard. I used to hate mustard. Now I love mustard. I don't love it as much as ketchup, though. Yeah, ketchup, ketchup is a beautiful sauce. I think yeah. ketchup needs a rebrand in a way. Mm. Sir Kensington's doing a good job of making fancy ketchup. Oh my gosh, fantastic job. Their ketchup is delightful. Yes, but ketchup, like if you look at it, it's an agridolce tomato chutney. It's sweet and sour and spiced. What a lovely sauce. Agreed. Sauce of Kings. Let's see what's next. Uh, AJ Collins 15 says, Iceberg lettuce is the absolute worst form of food ever. No taste, too crunchy, and it wilts instantly. There are better lettuces out there than iceberg lettuce, but it definitely serves a purpose in food. I think having a taco with some shredded lettuce is phenomenal. I think putting it in a salad in addition to other lettuces is phenomenal as well. Putting it on a burger, hello, it's delicious. It it definitely is like probably the least sexy of lettuces, but I'll still have it. Iceberg lettuce turns me on. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, he's getting the instant wilt iceberg. You don't buy instant wilt iceberg. Get the good iceberg. Don't buy your iceberg from Walmart. <laughs> I don't think iceberg does wilt instantly. I think that's it what doesn't. makes it great on yeah. burgers. Like Shake Shack uses green leaf lettuce. That stuff wilts instantly. Oh, yeah. Icebergs actually, I think it has a really beautiful flavor too. If yeah. you like take a piece of iceberg, put it in your mouth and meditate on the flavor, it's like beautiful. So it's hazelnutty to me. I love it. Hazelnutty. I've never had, I've never thought of that. But next time I shove iceberg lettuce in my mouth. Yeah, shout out to Helen Rosner from The New Yorker because she wrote a beautiful essay on iceberg lettuce because <laughs> I just realized Ben asked me what I do for fun on the weekends and I was like, I don't know, I just lift weights and eat food. Uh, no, I also read uh, Helen Rosner's essays in The New Yorker about iceberg lettuce. Interesting. And she wrote a great one on chicken strips. Okay. Yeah. Maybe she can come on the podcast one time. Oh my God, I would love that. You can read the next one. Oh, this is me. Add Jacob, age 22. Steak should... Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I started laughing before I could finish it. <laughs> Steak should always be well done. The red parts are icky. You're icky. I think this is... Oh, I know what this is. This is uh, Jacob Ben Moha. He's a friend of mine. 
no, you're wrong, Jacob. This is a bad statement. Re- you need to reevaluate some things, boo-boo. But there is a huge like cultural difference on you know who eats uh, rare meat and who eats meat well done for like a lot of different reasons, right? Yeah, but like I mean, like sure, your filet mignon can be well done. Like that's how kebab is. That's fine. But like, get some steak bloody, like a good T-bone. Hell yeah! What the frick? Yeah, I love me some medium rare steak. But also, I think people are too. This dude is going way far the other end. But I think there's a lot of people on the like steak should never be well done. But there's a no. lot of great well done steak dishes out there. Yeah, the people think well done equals burnt, which is incorrect or dry which is yeah which is well. also incorrect i think a well cooked well done steak is definitely delicious as is a medium rare piece of meat yeah it all, it all depends on like how much care you've taken it like there's a Absolutely. vietnamese dish called ba luk lak mm-hmm. uh, or shaking beef as mm-hmm. people know it oh i love shaking beef that's that sounds great yeah yeah so i absolutely love it uh but yeah no wait i grew up uh not eating any rare meat though because Me it's too. not kosher right i mean yeah well i don't know if there's actually, some debate because like, that's with bleeding know. the animal i don't know blood if left in it's it. like in the tour or something but traditionally a lot of people that i know don't eat their steaks less than medium well I don't yeah. know if it's like a religious thing or if it's just like a preference thing. There's even a thing like um, a lot of people in East Africa, like in Ethiopia, there's like a raw. It's essentially. Oh, sure. Is it called Dorawat? What's it called? The no. raw kifte? Kifte? I, kifte, think, it's kifte? I think it's called kifte. Yeah, they eat raw meat. Or kitfo. 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 I think it's kitfo. But yeah, it's like Ethiopian tartar. But then if you go to like uh, parts of West Africa, like Nigeria, I mean, all my Nigerian friends are like, I don't eat steak that's not well done. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's a real cultural thing. Um, but no, man, I, I get down on beef and any any color, shape, size, whatevs. Okay, ETFP says Velveeta is good. It's aight. <laughs> no, Velveeta's great. Oh, uh, it's okay. I'd rather have a slice of American cheese than like, a spoonful of Velveeta. Wait, are you thinking of Velveeta the sauce or like the brick? The brick. A, okay. a spoonful of brick Velveeta. Velveeta is literally if you melted so down soft. like American, if you made like an American cheese jello. Yeah. Like a thick American cheese jello. Yeah. Which I love it. Velveeta emulsifies great in the sauces. Gorgeous. All right. At Erica Jav says, I like avocado and cottage cheese and honey. Everyone thinks that's weird. Hmm, that sounds like a Filipino dessert that I would really oh, enjoy. Erica, it's not that weird, girl. It's fine. It's like breakfast. That That's something I would eat for breakfast. Absolutely. I'm down with that. Uh, avocado, I don't know why everyone considers it to be a purely savory thing. No, of course not. It's great. And like hollow, hollow in Filipino food, get like the avocado in there with the condensed milk. Honey's Avocado's basically condensed milk. Cottage cheese, delicious with like fruit on it. I'm diggity down with that. Next time, put honey on your avocado toast. It's delicious. Yeah, sweet yeah, avocado that. toast. I do that all the time. Why it's don't more people do that? Because they eat meat. Dude, get some like dates and honey and a little bit of nuts on avocado toast. Delicious. Yo. Breakfast. Into it. Am I next? Yeah. Lania something says ketchup on eggs is nasty. Two E's, no Y. Um, that's false. I love eggs and ketchup. It's delicious. It's dank. What are you talking about? I don't like it when my eggs are runny, though. Mm. When my eggs are runny, I like to have it with hot sauce. The ketchup kind of like makes it like this weird cold yolk situation. So I'll eat it with an omelet, but I won't eat it with runny eggs. Do you remember what I ate at like 11 a.m. yesterday? <laughs> Four eggs. Boom. Uh, scrambled. Yes. With a lot of ketchup on it. There was also some Arizona gunslinger hot sauce in the ketchup. That's like my favorite. Oh, yeah. Meal. You love ketchup that. on eggs yeah. is absolutely beautiful. I love that I get this next one. That's the reason. Uh, Robin Nabat says, Gourmet Sabzi is whack. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, is this one of your friends? All of these have been my friends. <laughs> Erica's my friend. Robin is my friend. Uh, ETFP is my friend. These are all people I associate with. Why did you were the one that chipped? Dang it. 
whatever. We'll we'll do some non Nicole's fans. Uh, I love gourmet sabzi. Gourmet sabzi for people who don't know. I love that I'm the one that's explaining this. Uh, it is a Persian choresh, which is a stew that is made with a ton of fresh herbs and kidney beans and typically beef. Yeah. Typically beef. Uh, fenugreek is one of the main flavors that you're tasting mm-hmm. in it. But tons of what parsley is a fresh dill parsley. in there. Parsley and not well. My mom, every every mom makes it different. My mom puts cilantro, parsley, tata. Tata is like a type of green onion. It's like specific to Persian people. Um, some people put spinach in there. Some people put some other green herbs in there. Whatever you want to put in there. Great, great acidic uh, herbaceous stew. I love gourmet sabzi. Me too. All right. Uh, at Math- I'm next. I'm next. Oh my Josh, gosh. I'm next. I'm Stop it. It's my, it's my turn. Matthew Devani says, I hate food, but I love mythical kitchen. That was me blowing you a kiss because I love you. you. That's very sweet. At just mainstream trash says fruity pebbles as a chicken tender breading. <laughs> Is it soup? Is it- <laughs> That's a sandwich. That's all I know. Fruity pebbles. Here's my problem with it. Because are they saying you should do it whole or buzz them up in a processor and make them like a crumb coating? If you do that, they turn a very weird color. It's like a grayish purple. Mm, I have a feeling just like straight fruity pebbles. Also, when you fry a sugary cereal, it burns, it caramelizes yeah, on the outside yeah. and it burns before the chicken's done. Yeah. Shockingly, I am against this idea. Mm. You'd think I would be very for it. Nope, nope. I agree. Don't do it. Am I next? Yeah. One Heart 907 says chicken parmesan is BS because they let a perfectly crispy chicken get soggy. Why make a beautiful crust if you're just going to cover it in sauce? It's about, okay, so. When you have a really good chicken parmesan, like only like the center part has like a bunch of sauce on it, but the edges stay crispy. So you get the duality of that super crispy chicken and then that really soft, beautiful, unctuous meat with the cheese on it. And that's that. This is me snapping for Nicole. Thank she you. Took the words out of my yeah, mouth. So there's also, <laughs> I think there's words in other, I, th- I think there's a, a Chinese word for a like crispy food soaked in sauce and the texture that's creates. It's really magical. It, yeah. Cause this is a lot different than like, you know, if you fry something and soak it in sauce, it doesn't like just get soggy. Yeah. There's this beautiful like half kind of like the tension of the crunch yeah. is yielding to the sauce. Yeah, it's like beautiful. The top is like soggy, but there's the center that's still crisp. And then the bottom mm-hmm. part of the protein that got a little wet is there too. So I totally know what you mean. Fr- crispy fried things covered and soaked in sauce is one of my favorite things Same. in the world. Shout out Panda Express orange chicken. <laughs> okay, All right. Cool. At bearded underscore Viking underscore geek. <laughs> wow. Taco Bell cinnamon twist dipped in Taco Bell nacho cheese is the best combo at Taco Bell. One, no, because the best combo at Taco Bell is pretty much anything. Fire sauce and cheesy Fiesta potatoes is a really simple, delicious combo. I have dipped cinnamon twists in nacho cheese. No, you haven't. I sure have. Why have you done that? Uh, because they were there. Oh, And my I want to shotgun method the entire food world. My oh idea my is gosh. I want to just create every flavor profile in my mouth and put that up in the memory bank. And then oh use God. that for later. So I have had that. Um, I get the appeal of the sweet and savory and all that. It's not for me. I'd rather dip nachos in nacho cheese. And I'd rather dip cinnamon twists in the little glaze that they give for the Cinnabon Delights. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I cannot uh, I cannot grasp. My brain is, is having a <laughs> malfunction. Last one. I mean, no, this doesn't have to be the last one, but this is one. It's called Bazo H. Minsky. He has a few opinions, okay? So I think we should read one and then move on, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Green peppers don't belong in anything. I don't agree. I think they belong on a lot of things. You ever had a sofrito? It's quite delicious. Cajun Trinity, bell pepper, onion, celery. Okay, cool. Kiwis should be eaten like apples. Like with the skin on? Do you eat kiwi skin? 
I don't. Uh, I, I sure don't. I don't like neither of us like kiwis, though, right? A uh, kiwi makes my tongue itch. I'll still eat it though. Yeah, the, the the texture inside a kiwi is like broken glass, and I really don't like eating fuzzy. I don't like eating fuzzy <laughs> skins on fruits. Like you get like a real hairy nectarine. <laughs> I love nectarines. No, nectarines no. are my favorite. Don't, don't give me fruit hair. I don't I want love fruit hairs. Hairy nectarine. I like a good shaven nectarine. I love nectarines are so delicious. Okay, filet mignon is the worst steak. It's not. It's, it's not the worst. It's good. It can withstand cooking temp, like a high cooking temp. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree that you know it. It's something where filet mignon for such a long time was considered yeah. like the big business yeah. boy steak. <laughs> like, oh, I'm uh, Jordan Belfort, Jordan. the Wolf of Wall Street guy. Yeah, for yeah, people who don't yeah. know that guy's name, I'm gonna eat a filet mignon, <laughs> and Margot Robbie's gonna divorce me or whatever. Um, <laughs> But no, now I think I think we're like 20 years away from people being like, ribeye is the worst steak. It's so overrated because now like everyone's, no one's all gonna, up on the ribeyes. I don't think anyone's going to eat steak in 20 years. That's uh, also true. Like, yeah. Mm. Last one this guy says is uh, eating a banana is like biting into a turd. Yeah. Here's the thing. As someone who's bitten into a lot of turds, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't speak to that. I, I, it looks certainly looks like a turd more than any of the other fruits, except, you know, it really looks like a turd. Fresh tamarind in the pod. Ooh. Google fresh tamarind in the pod looks like a poop. Yeah, but it's yummy. It tastes so yummy. Yeah, I like tamarind pods. It tastes so yummy. It's almost as yummy as this podcast, which is now over. Bye. Boom. Clean out. So clean. So good at this. Mr. Clean. And on that note, you know what? I'm new to podcast. And on that note, no, there's no that note. We're just done. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. Check us out again next week when we ask, is lab-grown meat vegan, question mark? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or NHendiZada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube. We launch new recipe videos every week and a new premium show on Tuesday. And if you want to see with your eyes what you heard with your ears here today, check us out on the video version of the podcast out tomorrow on youtube.com slash mythical kitchen see you next time opinions are like <laughs> casseroles sometimes there's onions inside of them opinions are like casseroles taste good with cream of mushroom soup <laughs>